Good Thursday night. Welcome to another edition of Everybody Saying Thursday Night Rodown. Yeah. It's your boys, the Sideline Junkies, giving you another show. Uh, we're going to be here for a short time, and but we're going to be here for a good time. Uh, tonight, as always, I'm the Midnight Rider, and I got my boy with me. Uh, we've been battling some technical things. We're going to try to give you the best show we can. Uh, we got the big guy, KG. KG, talk. What's going on, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the big guy, KG. We're going to get into this thing. Uh, first and foremost, how you feeling tonight, Midnight Rider? Man, I'm good, man. Um, I'm a little hungry. I skipped lunch because I was trying to get a couple things done at work. Uh, so once we get off this phone, I mean, off this um, Zoom, StreamYard, everything, um, I'm about to make a move and order me some food. Don't forget to tip your waitress or your delivery driver. But uh, I know you know this because you you laid all this out for us. So I'm going to throw the floor over to you. NBA end season tournament. What's your thoughts? How you feel? Because I got some thoughts, too, but I want to know what's going on. Enlighten me, please. Well, we've had the first games and then tomorrow night we get another set of games. And I think I think I got to give the NBA an A for effort. Um, and, a, and, a, and a C for nice try. Um, because this tournament, they've done everything to try to bring attention to it. Uh, they made sure you had the Richard Jefferson um, breakdown of telling you how the tournament worked, what was everything in the tournament. Uh, they did the, the, the special shows leading up to it. So I'm guessing tomorrow night, you know, it's going to be a heavy emphasis on the end season tournament. And then they even changed it to the floors. I mean, the, the floors at these arenas are decked out. They got the NBA Cup in the middle. Um, it's a little funky to watch, to be honest with you. Um, but that might be just my 48-year-old eyes. Um, and maybe that's just what's throwing me off. Uh, the new, the jerseys are different a little bit. So it depends, man. Uh, but I think they're trying. And I think we won't know the full thoughts on this until we get to December 9th in Las Vegas and somebody actually ho hoists the trophy up to know if this is a success um, or if it was an abject failure. Uh, but, again, they, they even have, if you go on ESPN, you're trying to figure out where your team is on the end-season tournament um, in the standings block. They actually have a standings breakdown for the end-season tournament. And if you're in the Sideline Junkies podcast group um, or the Sideline Junkies 24-7, I will try to post it every week along with all our other standards that we post. Um, so that way you guys can stay informed, because that's all we want to do is keep y'all informed. Go ahead, KG, give me your thoughts. You got to unmute your mic, baby. All right, well, maybe he's not ready yet. But, yeah, I mean, again, the simple part about the format is six divisions or six groups um in those six groups uh the the team that wins that group is automatically moved on to the knockout round then they take the team with the best record um of the teams left on each side so you get one team from the um east and one uh wild card team from the west they become the last two entries in what's called the knockout eight or the eight knockout teams after you get that you get a one game um tournament uh, you get down to the final four. 
once you get to the final four, the final four goes to Las Vegas. All right. When they get in Vegas, you have the first game on, uh, I think it's the seventh, and then you have the finals on the ninth. And basically what all that does is um, it gets you to the point where you can figure out who's the season champion, who wins the NBA Cup, and then we get to figure out, is this really worth it, or is it something that we got to give a little bit of time to? Um, I think this isn't something for uh, guys like myself, KG. I don't think that's our cup of tea. That's our thing. Um, I think what's going to work or going to be um, the difference maker is how will uh, the young generation, the, Zen, the Generation Zs, the um, elemental, whatever they are, the, whatever the newest generation is tagged, because I can't keep up with it. Uh, this tournament is going to be based on them. And I think if they embrace it, because this is who the NBA is really trying to get. The NBA doesn't care about getting my money, doesn't care about getting KG's money. We're 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? That that group that they're trying to get a hold of is the 20, the 18 to 29 year old. Um, you know, they don't watch sports conv um, conventionally like we do. They consume their sports totally different. So that's why I think this NBA tournament has a chance because if it connects with the younger audience, you know, I think that's the reason why the courts are a little bit different. I think that's why you see some of the specialty jerseys is because we're trying to connect to an audience that isn't the normal audience that we get. We're not trying to get the guy that grew up on Dr. J, on um, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. You know, we're trying to get the guys that grew up on guys like um, LeBron James. You know, where LeBron has been, his career has been a, a majority of their lifetime. So, KG, you got your thoughts on the um, in-season tournament? You still on mute, big guy. All right, looks like we're having some difficulties on that. So, um, we're going to try to get you guys out of here real quick. KG, if you can hear me, you can drop the um, the tracker and hit the, the next thing, which is the game tonight, Bears versus the Panthers. That way the scroll will be up to date. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime, um, poor Al Michaels, he has to sit through another game with the Chicago Bears. Uh, well, the last time he saw the Chicago Bears, they were dropping 40 points on the Washington Commanders. Uh, they were molly whopping the Washington Commanders. Uh, so it wasn't much of a ball game, but at least points were being scored. Tonight, uh, you take Justin Fields out of the equation. You get Tyson Bajant starting for the Chicago Bears. The Bears will have Dante Foreman and um, I always want to call him Deontay Freeman, um, the Atlanta running back. But it's Dante Foreman, and then you'll also have uh, – um, Rockshawn or Roshan Johnson, the running back out of Texas, uh, that's the rookie. And I think, I think can, can you hear me now? Okay. We're talking about the NBA or in-season tournament. I'm sorry about this, but I'm, we're going to be quick. I don't like the courts. The jerseys are fire. I don't like the courts. And I think you should do it like you would do an NCAA tournament. Put them in regions. You know, if you got these teams playing, you put them in regions. And then, you know, you got four parts of the country that's getting March Madness-style basketball. And then everybody meets up in Vegas for the Final Four. 
and it's kind of like a, a preemptive all-star game almost. You kind of have the atmosphere of it and everything, and then you go. I mean, you gotta cater to the to the crowd. That's my thing. Uh, but other than that, just give it some time. It's like Novocaine; it'll work. KG, you're absolutely right, man. That's why I was just saying. Like, I think the way the tournament is going to work is again, it's not for guys like us. Um, it's for the younger generation to leech, latch on to the game. And I think the other thing is the only reason they didn't do regions is because they're trying to keep the NBA schedule in, in, in context. So they're not making so many changes that the schedule is out of whack. So that's why they did it in each conference by teams. Um, They broke them down that way because I think they wanted to try to save some of the scheduling in the NBA. You know, there's, there's, these teams don't have certain games um, on their schedule. I think there's a window of four games on the schedule that's not taken up. And that's where this tournament get these tournament games at the end of the year get made up um, or they make up the regular season games that weren't had because of this tournament. So that's how that plays out. And KG, right at before you jumped in, I started breaking down Chicago and Carolina. Um, you know, I was just telling everybody that Carolina, I mean, Chicago, last time they were on, Justin Fields destroyed the Washington Commanders. Um, but he's out, and Tyson Bajan is in. Uh, this kid, solid quarterback. Um, looks like he's decent enough, a decent backup. Uh, the running back situation is Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson from, ten, um, from Texas. Uh, I, look, I think they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible. Uh, the update on the game is Chicago is favored by three. Uh, the over-under is 38 and a half. Uh, again, I think Al Michaels and company are in for an interesting ball game. Don't know if it's going to be a bomb burner. I doubt it very seriously. I mean, with the over-under being 38 and a half, uh, that makes it real interesting. The other thing the other thing in tonight, you get um, Montez Sweat um, playing the second game, you know, after he signed the contract. How is that going to work out for him? Um He's got his money now. You know, now it's time to just produce. You got to, you're getting paid like a top five DN. Are you going to produce like a top five DN? Um, your thoughts, KG, on the Chicago side of this? Well, with Montez Sweat, I, I follow a couple Chicago fan pages as far as, you know, the Bears go, especially the Bulls. And I'm, I'm getting tired of a lot of the Bulls pages because they, they, they want to demean everybody and make it seem like, you know, we're this great team and we're not. Um, as far as the Chicago Bears go, they're clowning Montez Sweat. Oh, he's like Khalil Mack. They traded Khalil Mack for a second-round pick, and they traded a second-round pick to get Montez Sweat. Uh, uh, Khalil Mack had six sacks in the game. Montez Sweat only got six sacks all season. Like, why are you clowning this dude? And I'm not saying that because he was here as a commander. I'm saying that because you haven't even given him a chance. Like, you got a shit organization. You get a, a, a talent like that, and you dog him. And then you want to expect him to stay? I hope he ask for a trade at the end of the season so they can trade them elsewhere just so they don't have the talent anymore like i don't understand the fan base I, you, these ain't shit ass fan bases have a problem when they get talent and somebody gets paid obviously he can do this let him work now if he comes out tonight and has three and a half four sacks i don't want to hit nothing else yeah but i think part of the problem is this, this the Chicago fan base has watched Chicago let Roquan Smith out of town when he won a new contract. They decided not to pay him. Um, 
they have the kid Jalen Johnson playing corner, who's 24-year-old um, budding star. You refuse to pay him. Then you bring in some guy uh, that probably you could have gotten in free agency uh, for the amount of money that you're paying for him without having to give up the pick. I think the problem is the pick for everybody because they like, oh, why couldn't you just wait and get this in free agency? I think some people don't don't like the fact that I think Chicago was looking for an exclusive window where if the worst case scenario, they couldn't sign him, they would franchise tag him and then figure out the contract later on. But luckily for them, they've probably been having these conversations ever since the trades talk started, which is why they felt comfortable giving up a second rounder for Montez Sweat because they basically knew uh, um, a deal was inevitable. So that's all that is. Go ahead, KZ, your thoughts? Well, Paul says uh, Bears fans haven't had anything to be excited about since Lovey. He's absolutely right. If you look at the last three coaches that they've had, they haven't even equaled Lovey Smith's uh, win total in one of his seasons. Like, you, you, you haven't had anything since Lovey. It's, 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 a, it's a problem. Be grateful for what you got. You got a talent. And I'm pissed off that you got the talent, but you don't even appreciate it. I digress. It's becoming personal. I don't need it to become personal. But I picked Chicago to win this game, you know, for, for various reasons. But I picked Chicago to win this game. And I think that I agree with you. They're going to run the ball. But I think that defense is going to stay in tall. What you got on Carolina? So with Carolina, you have the number one pick, Bryce Young. And then you already got rumblings. Um, because of the success that you've seen C.J. Stroud have, that maybe they picked the wrong guy. Um, I've said this many times on the show, because Tepper was a Pittsburgh guy, I thought he would automatically um, gravitate to Stroud because of the bigger frame, because of some of the similarities to Ben. We talked about it the other day. Um, certain things we're not going to talk about. Midgeville is one of them. Um, Paul Cordova always says. Um, secondly, I think... The problem that Bryce Young has is the weapons on the outside. I mean, you trade away his best weapon. You replace DJ Moore with Adam Thielen. And I, I just think that's not enough for a young quarterback to come into. Now, maybe, you know, with their, in this upcoming draft, uh, if they can recoup a pick somewhere or, or get a pick from somebody, or if they can get a second rounder, get some of their second round pick, maybe Carolina can make a difference in getting a wide receiver in town. Or maybe they can sign a guy like a T. Higgins who I think is going to be a free agent in us all season. So Carolina has options there. The defense, uh, I think Burns is out. So their defense has been kind of middle of the road or close to lower end of the pack. So I don't expect much out of Carolina's defense. Uh, that's why I think this is going to be actually a surprisingly higher score game than we think. I think they're going to get the over, but it's going to be like a 24-21 over. It's not going to be a, the most aesthetically pleasing. Uh, 24-21 ball game. Uh, I will take Carolina. I'm sorry, I'm taking Chicago, the three points, and um, yeah, 24-17 type of victory. Um, somewhere where we just trickle over, but the over should be. KG, I'm gonna say this about Carolina. If I'm in the front office, I'm not trying to rush Bryce Young, but I'm going to dig my my heels in. I'm going to stand behind him, but I'm going to get him what he needs to win. I'm, if Marvin Harrison Jr. comes out, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be a Carolina Panther next year. You get your receiving free agency. You put Thielen in the slot. You get you a, a, another solid running back. 
that can you know help carry some of the load and until you find you a, a good dominant for that three four down back not a one two back down you got to build but it's going to take time you have to trust the process not philadelphia 76's process but the process of the nfl when you have a good gm and a good front office that work together to get the pieces that are needed frank wright probably argue arguably the greatest backup quarterback next to earl moore is their coach the dude knows how to win he won in in in, in uh indianapolis a little bit didn't i, I really felt that ursay pulled the trigger too soon and got rid of him but i can't control that but give frank a little, little time you'll see bryce young in a different light soon i'm sure but i'm taking chicago in this one I need Carolina to lose as many games as possible so they can get that high pick and they can get who they want in the draft. Well, Kenji, don't forget that um, that first-round pick this year is, is in Chicago's hands um, because they traded up with Chicago for the ability to draft Bryce Young. So for the Bears, uh, this is a win-win type of ball game because if they drop the ball game, they, they make their draft position better. And if they win this ball game, they make the Carolina pick even better. So it's a win-win for them, no matter how this plays out. Um, uh, I'm going to watch it, Paul. I, I, I see what you're saying. The only people watching the game are fans of the teams or people who have fantasy players um, involved. Um, I'm taking the under on this game, being interesting. It's, it's going to be a fight. I think it's going to be a late. I think we're going to get to the over, but I think it's going to be late. I think it's going to be under two minutes, and that's when we hit the over. I don't see this sailing past the over at all by any means possible. But um, any final thoughts? Because we want to get up out of here a little early today uh, just because we've been having some audio issues um, on our side. KG? KG? Uh, no final thoughts. Um, I, I agree with Paul. I don't think nobody's really watching this game, but unless you're a football fan, a Panther fan, or a Bear fan, that's it. Um, but other than that, I, I think – and it's some NBA on tonight. I think it's some college basketball on tonight. Uh, you know, hey, it, it's got to be something. We, we at that time of year where it's, it's so many options on tonight. You probably can watch some Division III uh, college basketball shoot. You can watch some Catholic University versus Little Sisters of the Pool or something other than watching this game. So maybe maybe we need to do a segment like that on games like this. We need to go around the knob. Oh no, we may not do that. That pause. Um, maybe we need. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh. Maybe we need to go around the around the TV or something. But you know, just find alternatives to watching poor games like this. Woo. Uh, yeah, uh, we're definitely not calling that segment that for sure. Um, and plus that's kind of antiquated because we don't really, well, you know what? I'm not even going to that, um, scenario, but, um, I, I'll say it for you guys. It's generous like me, fans of the team that are going to watch this ball game. So I, I, I understand that. And I appreciate you guys massaging the words and not calling me a degenerate outright. I'll call myself that. Um, only I want to say wrap it up is yes, you got basketball tonight. Um, there's plenty of hoops on. There's plenty of college hoops. So if you're into, and then there's some hockey tonight. So you got options. Um, 
No, we, we do not love that. I might want to say that. So, no, sir, Paul. No, sir. That goes right up there in that little box with Midsville. We're going to take around the knob with KG, Midsville, and what Martin said in that Bad Boys movie, and my mama's titties, and put them in a box and throw it out in the ocean, and Jack Cousteau couldn't find that bitch. That's what we're going to do with around the knob with K KG, buddy. We're going to throw that out in the middle of the ocean. But um, I don't have anything else, big man. You want to close us out? Thank you all for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, get your fantasy picks in. Set them lineups. But until next time, we damn sure ain't doing no overtime tonight, y'all. We are out of here.